You're listening to the Broadway Podcast Network. Okay, round two. Name something that's not boring. A laundry? Ooh, a book club. Computer solitaire, huh? Ah, oh, sorry. We were looking for Chumba Casino. That's right. Chumbacasino.com has over 100 casino-style games. Join today and play for free for your chance to redeem some serious prizes. Chumbacasino.com. No purchase necessary. Forward, prohibited by law. 18 plus terms and conditions apply. See website for details. It is Ryan here, and I have a question for you. What do you do when you win? Like, are you a fist pumper? A woohooer, a hand clapper, a high fiver. I kind of like the high five, but if you want to hone in on those winning moves, check out Chumba Casino. At chumbacasino.com, choose from hundreds of social casino style games for your chance to redeem serious cash prizes. There are new game releases weekly, plus free daily bonuses. So don't wait. Start having the most fun ever at chumbacasino.com. No purchase necessary. DTW, void, we're prohibited by law. See terms and conditions 18. Plus. Welcome back. I'm Tanya Pinkins, and you're listening to You Can't Say That. This is part two of my conversation with actress, producer, Esapatha Merkerson. How has working in Chicago, working and living in Chicago been? That's my hometown. Let me just say something about your hometown. If you're going to be sitting somewhere, Chicago is a great place to sit. I love Chicago. Beautiful and food, art. It's Everything. Like the one thing that I love most about Chicago is that it isn't as dense as New York. So you really do get to see the agriculture, mm. the, the agriculture, the architecture. It is a beautiful city. Beautiful city. And I love it. And the food is great. And the music, that's the where music, I've really been like the art, the people, art institute. Yes, yes. I, and I'll go to hear music by myself. Like, you know, the jazz showcase, they know me at the jazz showcase because I'll go by myself because the music there is amazing. Kingston Mines, you know, did hear some blues. Yeah. It's just, it's a great city. And, and I'll tell you it, what has made it, even easier for me to be there is I really like the people I'm working with. Oh, that's you know, nice. They're really, really nice people. Young. Uh, they got great sense of humor. They're smart. Uh, they're committed. Um, and, you know, out of the three shows there, I realized at one point I am the oldest cast member. Wow. <laughs> At first, I was going to let that hurt my feelings. But then I said, no, because if I say something, God damn it, y'all better listen. Right. I'm the oldest. Right. So how are you on three different shows? Of paper? How, is, how is that possible? I love it. I love it. How are you doing three different shows? Well, you know, I don't, we don't, uh, we don't cross over a lot, but it, it's kind of cool because they make it work in scheduling. And, you know, you're playing your character so the 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 idea that you're going to be talking something different it, it, you know it's not going to happen so right. i'm always going to be the head of the hospital whether i'm on pd or fire and it's kind of fun because each one of the companies they they all have a they're a certain kind of personality okay and 
And, and when you go on the fire set, it's like those guys really, they've been together the longest and they, they know each other like the back of their hands. They, they're really, really connected. Um, they're funny as shit. I love going on the fire set because those guys are really, really fun. The women and men, I'm, you know, I'm using guys as a, as a term. And, and then PD is a different kind of personality because it's a little more serious. Um, and, and, but again, you know, there are those moments because they, again, they've been together long at, at, at like seven, there might be going into their eighth season. So it, it's that familiarity that, that helps. Um, and they were all so gracious when med came on. Mm. Um, and it, it, you know, I'll have to say, I think that this was something that Dick Wolf was trying to do when we were doing Law and Order, which is why there was a Law and Order, special victims, criminal intent, but all of those were about homicide. Mm-hmm. So, pretty much. So, so there's, there, you didn't have that difference. But here, you know, you have three different communities that work together, and the police the fire department and the hospital, you know, the three first responders that deal with each other sometimes every day. Mm-hmm. So it makes sense. And I think that's why the shows are, are doing so well as well, because they're different entities, but they all work together. And, and I'll tell you one of the most prideful moments for me was uh, when we were wrapped this season, our uh, props master, Chris Shader, donated uh, uh, PPE uh, sheets, beds. I mean, they sent a bunch of things to uh, the hospitals in, in Chicago. And I was very proud of that, that we could participate in and what's going on with this pandemic and be helpful. It's uh, I mean, it's, you know, I'm from Chicago, so it's hard to talk about it without talking about the fact that it is even with black mayors, we have a black mayor right now mm-hmm. in the number one, two spot of, um, you know, segregation in the country, uh, yeah. daily machine, you know, a history of redlining and racism and, Laquan McDonald was shot 14 times by a police officer while he was lying on the ground. Um, yeah. You know, uh, acquitted. Uh, actually, I think this didn't he get, he didn't get charged. Oh, no. I think, I but you know, before I lie, let me look it up. But um, I, that was the one time that somebody actually got, got charged with a crime. And uh, yeah, I don't want to lie. That's not. And, he was found guilty of aggravated battery with a firearm and guilty of second degree murder. And as we've been talking, um, the mainstream media is not reporting this, but some very small local papers are reporting that they have taken Derek Chauvin into custody. Oh no, they're talking about that on MSNBC. Oh, they are. So they have they taken the other three in. No, but but Chauvin, he's he's been charged as well. He's been charged. I, yeah. mean, I think that that's the way they want to stop the violence. But I don't. I, I think they have to understand that uh, just 
taking him into custody is not sufficient. And those three officers who stood by watching, um, you know, they participated. Yeah. You know, yeah. The, the man who, whose business called the police on uh, George Floyd, he said he told his employee to call the police on the police. Wow. <laughs> wow. And I mean, but had he not, you know what I mean? I think the only thing that, I, you know, it's hard for me to even fathom. I can see in my mind's eye, this young brother underneath his knee. And, you know, the, the, the video is so uh, raw. Mm-hmm. Uh, you know, we when have we to make ourselves watch, no matter how traumatic it is, I feel like it's how we bear witness. Uh, it's painful. It hurts like hell, but we have to watch well, we have it. To watch it. We have to watch you it. And, and you have to watch it all the way through and you have to see the different, uh, the different videos that come from other angles. Mm-hmm. Uh, you know, you have to see those. Uh, and, and I, again, that was why it was uh, so difficult for me to sleep because I, I watched it over and over, mm. watched it over and over. And, uh, you know, it's, it's, uh, yeah, I, I can't say that I don't understand what happened last night. I do understand why it happened. And, you know, a lot of the stuff on the news today is saying that, you know, the people that were protesting weren't the ones who were, you know, looting and, and, uh, and, and, and burning the precinct, but it, it really, I don't know. And somehow that doesn't matter to me because the reason it happened is, is why that people are just desperate. Uh, and those kinds of things uh, that leads to desperation. Uh, and you just want to hurt something back. And yeah, you just yourself, laugh at it, the closest thing that's there, that, that yeah. the instinctive thing. You got to fight something because you can't you can't lie down. The energy in you is just too powerful. You got to do something. Yeah. And and Yeah. So, yeah. Anyway, that. That's what's happening. Uh, that's what's happening on the news today. <sighs> it's, it's a hard time. Yeah, it is indeed. And, you know, the interesting thing for me is, you know, being in the house like this, um, uh, you know, I'm, oh, I'm, I'll be 68 this year. Uh, I, I'm diabetic. Uh, you know, I have high blood pressure. And so, you know, <laughs> every time they say these are the people that shouldn't leave the house, I was in the first three categories, you know. So I've been very, very careful. I, I, I came, I flew in from Chicago on the 15th of March, and, and I've been out of the house four times. So how uh, did you get your you know, and things like that? Steven. Steven, Steven is here with me right. and uh, my, my man. And so, you know, Stephen will go out and then we have this routine at the front door. Okay. We wipe everything down. He takes off everything and we put it in a bag and it goes to the laundry. Mm. Uh, 
you know, because I'm serious. I don't want to get sick. And, and, and I believe it's interesting. Here's something that was so wild. Tiny. I am listening. I'm looking. I just wanted to see that pandemic of 1918. So there are a couple of documentaries on it. And so I went to a uh, prime video and there's one called a, a pandemic 1918 special edition. It, it comes on. It's me narrating it. <laughs> oh my God. Whoa. And I didn't remember. Whoa. But my name is nowhere to be seen. And they say it's Linda hunt, but Linda hunt has done one for American experience. Mm. This this one is me, and it showed up on the internet. I, I found it on the internet. But what was so amazing to me is that everything that this documentary talked about is what's going on now. And, you know, this has been predicted. That's why the Obama administration left the pandemic. Pandemic for them to follow and a committee for them to uh, be able to um, go to. Um, but you you look at the television and you see people who are not taking it seriously. And and I'm looking at this this uh, footage from like 1918, people walking around, the police with masks and people with masks. And there there are, um, uh, you know, things in the paper that are saying, you know, everything closes until further notice. No, no grocery shopping, no this, no that, you know, a whole list of things that you should not do. Uh, and, and, you know, the science is not wrong, <laughs> you know? <laughs> Science is not wrong. And I wish, like the other day, a young woman that I work with, there's a video of her like partying with people and they're like, no one's wearing masks. And I'm thinking, then you're going to come and work with me. Right. And, and I think about Typhoid Mary. Typhoid Mary never had a symptom but 63 people who she cooked for died. died. And she didn't never have a symptom. To the day she died, she swore it was not her. She didn't have it. And I know some of those people. Yeah. I, I was even talking about that to someone yesterday. And they were like, Typhoid Mary didn't kill those people. I, I disagree with you. And so you're like, what you going to do? What you going to yeah. do? Protect yourself Truly, uh, from those people. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> you can do. Yeah, exactly, exactly. And you know, but that's the thing you can't control, and that is, you know, what I find, you know, so. That's why I've been sitting up here making these masks, you know, because it's my way of saying to my family and to my friends, you know, listen, um, this is what we have to do, and I can do this. I, this is something I can do to be productive during this period, you know, and the reason why I started it is because I'm on Facebook one day and I see my sister, Linda, my oldest sister, Linda, with this scar tied around her face <laughs> and her big old sunglasses. <laughs> and her Detroit hat. She's, going, 
she's going to the market. You know what I mean? And so I typed under her post, sis, I'll make you a mask. And that's how it started. And then a friend of mine, Elaine, saw my post, Elaine Graham, and she said, can you make me a couple? And then I just started making them, you know, and and I'm taking it's costing me to send them. I sent everyone in my cast masks. And if they were with their families, I sent their family masks. Um, Stevens co-workers, I've sent them masks because it's my way of saying to, you know, the first responders, look, you need this equipment mm-hmm. and I can do this. This, this is something I actually can do to help. You know what I mean? Right. And it's just um, inconvenience and- wearing a mask. It's an inconvenience. I wear masks and gloves because I'm here in Manhattan mm-hmm. in the epicenter. I'm like, I, I, I don't want to touch it and, and bring it back in. Or yeah. Huh. Yeah, when we walk out the house, we have gloves and masks. Yep, yeah. that's what I do because I, I might be, yeah. I might have it and be giving it to people. So it's it's not just self protection. It's you know I started giving elbows on sets in January. I was like, oh, you know, I feel very very healthy, but you know what? I could be healthy and giving something to somebody else. So I was like, I remember I walked on the set at God friended me and the director reached me and I was like, mm, can't do that. You know, it was like I don't even know this person. I'm like, no. We're not going to do that. We're going to do the elbow yeah. because mm-hmm. it's not a real. Yeah, it took me a while. You know, it's because I didn't really start hearing about this until like early March. You know what I mean? Mm. And, and yeah. And then, and then, you know, on set, it, it became a, a, a major issue because someone on one of the other sets was diagnosed with the, with the virus. And so now it, you know, because we're so insular, you know, over there at uh, Center Space, they became very serious about it, uh, and they they closed us down. And uh, you know, I really appreciated that that they had to think about us. I mean, everything that we do on a set, we're so on top of each other, right? Uh, and it could have been where everything. In those enclosed studios all day, every day. It's going to be very yeah. challenging figuring out how we get back to work. I know equity is set in this four protocols for what they say is going to be needed, you know, that we have to have a way of testing. Yeah. And we yeah. Have, a way, have a way of identifying people who have it. And, you know, it's, it's a lot that that's, but New York is opening, I hear, on June 8th. Yeah, little little by little, they'll start the first phase. He said, he did say, you know, and thank goodness that we have like Mayor Cuomo, you know, I mean, Governor Cuomo, uh, because he like literally, I like the fact that he can sit in front of us every day and, you know, look at this thing realistically and you know, it makes sense to me. And I love it when he says, you know, if I'm not going to ask you to, if I'm not going to do this for my family, I'm not going to ask you to do it for yours. That, you know, he personalizes it. And and I appreciate him. I really do. Uh, because watching those press conferences from D.C. were really making me angry. I and couldn't do it. I couldn't do that to I had to stop looking at them, you know. I didn't do it to myself at all. Yeah. It is Ryan here, and I have a question for you. What do you do when you win? Like, are you a fist pumper? 
a woohooer, a hand clapper, a high fiver. I kind of like the high five, but if you want to hone in on those winning moves, check out Chumba Casino. At chumbacasino.com, choose from hundreds of social casino style games for your chance to redeem serious cash prizes. There are new game releases weekly, plus free daily bonuses. So don't wait. Start having the most fun ever at chumbacasino.com. No purchase necessary. DTW, void, we're prohibited by law. See terms and conditions 18 plus. Hello, it is Ryan, and we could all use an extra bright spot in our day, couldn't we? Just to make up for things like sitting in traffic, doing the dishes, counting your steps, you know, all the mundane stuff. That is why I'm such a big fan of Chumba Casino. Chumba Casino has all your favorite social casino style games that you can play for free anytime, anywhere with daily bonuses. That should brighten your day a little. Actually, a lot. So sign up now at ChumbaCasino.com. That's ChumbaCasino.com. No purchase necessary. VTW. Void. We're prohibited by law. See terms and conditions. 18 plus. Apatha, can you tell me a failure or something that seemed like a bad thing that ultimately turned out to be a good thing? Oh, yikes. That's a great story. A failure. Something that looked like it was going to be a bad thing, but ultimately it set you up for something better. Yeah, when I left my husband. (laughs) (laughs) That was the best thing that ever happened to me. I thought it was going to be horrible. It was the best thing I could have done. Okay. But I know that's not what you mean. No, that could could be what it is. I know for me, when my first marriage ended and I didn't leave my husband, I just never imagined because I was raised Catholic, you're supposed to be with one person forever. And Mm. so I just couldn't imagine anything. So definitely. And I've been married three times. Yeah. But being alone right now, it's been a very good thing for me. Yeah. And well, I've met this lovely, lovely person, but you know, it took me into my 60s to feel like I did it right. I've made some horrible choices in my life. And that was certainly the biggest one. Um, uh, But, you know, and work, you know, I think, you know, I don't want to use the word um, lucky, but, you know, um, I've sort of been able to be an actor and Mm. and that, uh, you know, all the things I could think of one instance where uh, it was uh, I was understudying on Broadway and uh, it was the musical Ten Types. Mm. And, uh, you know, I had to learn how to be tactful. Mm. That, that's the thing that was my issue. And I think that was the point that I realized uh, I needed to learn how to be tactful. And what happened was um, I disagreed with uh, the way the black uh, character was portrayed in the musical. And at the time, you know, I think, you know, that I used to collect a lot of black memorabilia Uh and had stuff on my walls that I felt like I could take down and be, you know, better used. But who am I to talk about their play? That's their thing. I've had to learn that one too. Okay, if you want to make, you know, make your own little musical then. But this, mm-hmm. you I took to learn job. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. So, I, so, so what happened was the play goes from off Broadway to Broadway and I'm not asked to go. Mm. And at the time, again, I was broke as a church mouse. Mm. And I remember I was supposed to, uh, I was invited to dinner with the, there were only three understudies and, and uh, I was invited to dinner 
about the uh, female understudy. And I got to her house and when the door opened, she said, aren't you excited? And I said, excited? <laughs> We're going to Broadway. Um. <laughs> and I had to sit through that whole day oh. with, with the other, with the other uh, uh, both of the uh, understudies that had been asked. And, and I remember leaving there and thinking, you learned something today. You learned that your opinion is all, not always accepted. Mm. You have to be careful how you speak to people about their baby. That's like walking to someone seeing a carriage and seeing a baby and going, wow, your baby's not really pretty. <laughs> mm -hmm. You know, and so it was a hard lesson, but I, I actually ended up doing the project because it, I was understudying Lynn Thickpen and Lynn got a, got a movie. So they had to come to me because it was quick and they needed someone that needed to do the part. Yeah. Yeah. Um, but yeah, it was, it was interesting. And even in that moment, like the day that I had to go on, they wanted me to use Lynn's dressing room. And I said, no, my dressing room is on the fifth floor. That's where I'm going. I'm going to go where my energy is. Mm. And, and, you know, they didn't, they thought that I wasn't watching the show, but I was always listening. I, I, I would be in the, in the green room playing Scrabble. But I was always listening. And if there was something that I didn't remember, I would go watch it the next night. Mm. And so when it's time for me to go on, they think I'm going to be a disaster because they don't know that I have been listening and paying attention. You, you, and, yeah. You hit on something that's really, you know, one of the best compliments I've ever gotten. But it came from someone after I left the show. They're like, the time she don't be doing nothing. And then it's like, when, then when she left the show, you realize she was the show. They don't understand that we don't have to work as hard as they have to work to do it. We don't have to be all up under people and looking and writing 26 notes. It's coming yeah. into us. We got some neurotransmitters and we get it. We yeah, I, I was sitting there. I was sitting there kicking ass and scrabble and listening to everything. And in my mind's eye, while they were taking their turns playing scrabble, I would move my body across that stage in my mind's eye. We so do that. When it was time for me to do the show, they were all like so complimentary. <laughs> <laughs> because they had such low expectations. They did. They did. <laughs> and, you know, a part of it was my own fault. You know, I had set myself up for for that, and in my uh, in my uh, need to correct uh, correct them, um, and so you know that was a that was a big lesson uh, on both part in both uh, uh, aspects in the aspect of learning how to be tactile. There's a tactile way to say what you need to say. And I don't, I still don't always do that. You can ask anybody, you know, when <laughs> at this point I say what I want to, cause I'm in my sixties, but even back then, you know, you know, I would say what I need to say, but I had to learn 
how to be tactful, how to say things. And, you know, my mother used to say to us all the time that if you don't have something good to say, then don't say anything. Mm -hmm. But I think that, you know, to add to that, if you have something to say, you know, say it in a way that will allow people to understand uh, what it is you're trying to say. Uh, And you can say that uh, if you think think it through. And so, you know, I had to do that. And I've done that my entire career, you know, sitting in, I'll tell you, one of one of the greatest um, opportunities in doing Law and Order was that we had script meetings. They weren't read script readings. We had meetings where we actually sat because we had the opportunity. The show was in two parts. Uh, we had the opportunity to sit with the writers and the director of that episode and the producers and read the episode and comment. Mm. And, you know, a lot of writers won't let you do that. A lot of producers. Mm -hmm. But I have to say, I have to give that to Dick Wolf. He, he, and, and Ed Sharon, because Ed Sharon was the one that actually instituted the, the read throughs. Um, but, uh, it, what it meant was that my voice in every episode that I shot for law and order, and it was upwards of 390 something episodes, my voice is a part of it. And that I appreciate. And I will always appreciate Dick Wolf for that opportunity. Cause I had been in those situations where it was like, you can't say anything. Mm. No, even when I was right, you know what I'm saying? <laughs> you can't say anything. But he, but every episode that S.C. Pate the Merkerson is in, in Law and Order, and Van Buren was on the screen, he paid the had something to say mm. about that's, what that's was a wonderful there. thing. Yeah. My last question before we wrap up. Uh-huh. What is the most tactful thing you can say to um our fellow white Americans today. Be woke. And what is that? What is what does that, that mean? That means you need to start uh, paying attention. Uh, you need to know uh, not just paying lip service, but the black people that are around you. Uh, know, try to find out some of the history. Mm. Um, you know, it, we know so much (laughs) about being white in this country and white folks just don't know anything about us. Mm -hmm. So at some point you need to be curious, Mm. you need to understand why these things are happening and there is a reason. And if you know the history, if you can take a moment while you're sheltering at home, <laughs> just take a moment and read some history and listen to the people that you coexist with at work. Um, it might it might be helpful. Um, other than that, I don't know what to say to them. Well, I thank you for taking the time to have this conversation with me. You are near and dear to me, and I look forward to 
hugging you and breaking bread with you again in the future. Absolutely. Absolutely. And I will send those masks out tomorrow. I appreciate that. You send it Stephen, out to the post office. I'm going to send it to the post office, the USPS, because we have to stay Because the, the, the president might shut it down any minute now. So we have to support my mother is a My mother retired from the post office. So I understand that good government job that used to be. Good government job. Hallelujah. Yeah. And I use the post office. So I will be sending it USPS, yeah. baby. Thank you. Thanks for listening to You Can't Say That, the show where you can. I'm Tanya Pinkins. This is part of the Broadway Podcast Network, produced by Dory Berenstein and Alan Seals, edited by Derek Gunther, music by Anthony Norman, available wherever you get your podcast. And visit me on Twitter and Facebook and Instagram, and let me know what you'd like to hear me talk about. For more information, visit bpn.fm forward slash YCST. Hey, it's Leslie Odom Jr. here on the Broadway Podcast Network to tell you about the RISE Theater Directory, a program of maestro music. RISE is a national online resource designed to connect and empower backstage and administrative and creative theater professionals from underrepresented backgrounds. If you work or aspire to work in the theater community, this can help you find your next project. And if you hire theater professionals, search the Rise Theater directory to find your next team. Create your profile now and get more information by visiting risetheater.org. That's theater with an R-E-R-I-S-E-T-H-E-A-T-R-E.org because only together we rise. Judy was boring. Hello. Then Judy discovered Jumbacasino.com. It's my little escape. Now Judy's the life of the party. Oh, baby, mama's bringing home the bacon. Whoa, take it easy, Judy. The Chumba life is for everybody. So go to Chumbacasino.com and play over 100 casino-style games. Join today and play for free for your chance to redeem some serious prizes. Chumbacasino.com. No purchase necessary. Void where prohibited by law. 18 plus terms and conditions apply. See website for details.